Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hour number two of the broadcast. We welcome in Joel Nelson behind the microphone, behind the glass. He'll be taking your calls at 412-928-9370. That's also the number of the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillskia.com. Our show proudly brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Check out their virtual wallet. Great app for you to do all your banking. Number one Cochran, shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com in the home of the number one Cochran Sports Showdown. Tomorrow night and every Sunday night at 1135, Iron Rock Tap House. Come see what everyone's talking about in Greensburg. Iron Rock Tap House is the place to go to watch a great array of sports action like today's a great TV day. Check out Iron Rock Tap House. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call, and Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. 412-928-9370 is the number. As we begin our number two, talking about the Steelers, their offseason agenda, obviously getting an offensive coordinator and somebody who's had experience will be number one, what they do with Mason Rudolph and what he chooses to do with his free agent status is number two. And then you have to look at some of the other things like what is Broderick Jones really a right tackle or do they move him to left? Do they do they work that? Is Mason Cole back at center? Is Presley Harvin back at punter? They have a lot of things to get into. Also age related issues. I almost sounded like Henry Wickler there. Age-related, macular degeneration. Uh, Age-related, and I say that with all due respect because Cam Hayward is aged like a fine wine, like a Petrus 1966. However, you're going to be 35 coming off an injury, and uh, you know, I'm, it's a lot of money. I hope he does I because Cam has been just an unbelievable, not only player, but just great person here. But you're 35. They got to they gotta get more out of De, DeMarvin Leal. They got to get more out of Isaiah Loudermilk. I think Keanu Benton had a good year for a first-year player. But they got to get more. Ogan Joby needs to be more visible than he is. He's there. They paid him a lot of money. You see him once or twice a game, it seems. It, it has to be more. And then they're going to welcome back Corey Trice from an injury last year. He was a highly regarded cornerback very similar to Joey Porter Jr. Can he be a guy who comes in immediately and starts? And speaking of age, you know, Patrick Peterson's getting up there. I don't think he was at his best in that Buffalo game for sure. Minka Fitzpatrick had a bad year. I know it was injury plague, but it was a bad year based on his standards, and he missed a key tackle on Shakira Shakira the other day, and that led to a touchdown that really broke their backs. 412-928-9370. We'll get into that. Uh and we'll also talk about these division games, some great ones that I talked about in the first hour. I also want to get into the Penguins a little bit and Jake Gensel. If you're a Penguin fan, and I trust all of you are, they're on the cusp of getting into a wild card, but they're still not in the playoffs after 42 games. So they're into the second half of the season. they got to put the pedal on the metal. It begins tonight with Vegas. Then they go to Arizona. And then they come home to welcome the Florida Panthers, who are a good team in the Atlantic division of the NHL. 
But Jake Gensel is heading toward unrestricted free agency unless they sign him. He makes $6 million a year. He's seen what goes on around him. Does Jake Gensel want to stay in Pittsburgh more than he wants to make $11 million a year? Or will he settle for less, even though his numbers are right there, comparable to Michael Nylander and other players who have gotten big money? He's a 40-goal scorer. He is a playoff producer. What do you do with Jake Gensel? Kyle Dubas came in here wanting to keep this group together so that he could put together one more legitimate chance of winning a Stanley Cup. Crosby has exceeded what I think anyone would have thought for a man his, his age at 36. He has been terrific. He's been better than he's been in, in all categories. The guy is just – he's a Hart Trophy contender, if not leader, in my view. Evgeny Malkin needs to be better on the power play, especially where he has just one goal. Eric Carlson, for the money, needs to do more. Uh, I don't know if, you know, just not to, it takes time, I get, to acclimate yourself. But they need to get more out of Eric Carlson. I don't think there's any question. Riley Smith has been a disappointment. He's now injured. But Jake Gensel, you know, they signed Raquel, they signed Rust. Gensel's more important than those two, for sure. But they gave them all big money and long term. Will that impact them? Keep in mind the salary cap's going up. They will have guys who won't be here next year, like Jeff Carter. You'll save money there, and there will probably be a few others who fall into that category. But Jake Gensel's going to want – this is his last big opportunity. So I would think from $6 million, he's going to want at least 9 Will the Penguins make that play? 412-928-9370. Let's get back to the phone lines, beginning with Skip on the cell. Hey, Skip, thanks for waiting. I know you've been on there for a long time. Hey, Bob. Happy Saturday to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You too. Um, basically, yeah – Basically, I, I don't see any way Mason Rudolph comes back. I think that uh, Coach Tomlin maybe lost the locker room a little bit, and it's the reason why uh, he stayed with him, though he probably would want to go back to Kenny at some point during that three-game stretch. I think there would have been mutiny if, if they had done that, and I think that the easiest way to avoid the problems of maybe Kenny starting the season poorly and hearing all the boos in the locker room turned against him is just to not have Mason on the, on the uh, roster. Your yeah, on that. I think that's a good point. If he's sitting there lurking behind and things don't go well for Kenny Pickett, I think Chris Muller brought that up yesterday. It's a good point because um, you would want him to be good right from the beginning. And as soon as things go awry, then those people start voicing themselves. And it can make, and more importantly, I think the locker room, I think it's a good point you bring, Skip. And there was some, you know, you heard Najee Harris talk about rules and discipline within the locker room but he said uh, nothing against coaches right. well who who's he taught i would like to have a further explanation about what he was referring to tomlin acknowledged that things have to change what does that mean no one defined it specifically and it can't be a good thing to hear i know that yeah i, I think that, i think that's a good point but also i just think there's a more than just not i think there's more guys in that locker room who legitimately believe that uh you know, Mason, uh, it helps the team more than uh, Kenny can. And I just, I think if you're Mike Tomlin, I hope you keep, uh, you know, Mason around. And I've always been a Kenny guy. I wish him well. I just, I don't see uh, what I need to see from him after 20 plus games. Uh, just abandoning the pocket, just little things that make quarterbacks with uh, no great tools good. You know, Tom Brady was a great quarterback, not because he had a big arm, because he could move around and buy time. I just, I just don't see that from Kenny. I see it a little bit more from Mason, but uh, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, and I think it, what, what happens to Mason is going to be very important. Skip, thanks for the call, because if he d- chooses to leave, then they got to find two positions at quarterback, maybe three in that quarterback room. 
because you got to have depth there. I think we saw that this year. All three played. 66 quarterbacks started NFL games. That shows you about the attrition that happens in this sport. Back to the lines we go. Top of the board, it's Todd in Pittsburgh. Hello, Todd. What's going on? Bob, how's it going today? Good, thank you. Good. Hey, a couple choices that I was kind of thinking for Steeler offensive coordinators, and the kind of where I was going with is young talent, I think has you know good uh, results at the college level, was um, Garrett Riley in Clemson, which is the offensive coordinator down there, and then also Brian Hartland from Ohio State as an offensive coordinator. And because if Tomlin phase out, well, didn't Ohio bring, State just hire Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator? Did they? So where did where did Hartline go? Was he just I don't a wide know. receivers coach? But I also thought that yeah. Mike Tomlin's comment was about having someone who's done it before in the NFL level, which then limits you know your your pool of candidates. I think. I get you. I just I think these are some of the obviously the young talented guys out there. Um, I thought would be good choices. Obviously, Brian Hartland's been really good with. And I, I thought he was the offensive coordinator before, so I don't know where he went. But, I mean, he's developed a lot of good receivers also down there that have come out of Ohio State. And if you get a good, young, talented guy like this in their 30s, it would be a nice, natural transition to go to uh, in case Tomlin leaves in a year or two. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's happening. But he, he, whoever it is is going to want the security of knowing that Tomlin will be here, which is why he'll get an extension. But – um, and that's fine. I just I think it's going to be more of a guy, you know, like a, if they can figure out Clint Kubiak's availability. I like him. I like everyone that Shanahan has on his roster. Bienemy's uh, one. Kellen Moore. Remember him? He got fired in Dallas or left, whatever it was. Um, how would you feel about guys who've been in the AFC North specifically who are looking for jobs like Ken Dorsey or Greg Roman? Um, I mean, as it, <laughs> before we got into the whole coaching thing, I like Mike Vrabel as a possible Steeler replacement as head coach, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't How about know Frank Wright? Frank Wright, is he's worked with quarterbacks, and he got fired real quick in Carolina, which I don't know what they're doing down there. I like him as well. I, w- I would definitely entertain the thought of that if he wants to go NFL experience route. But sometimes these young guys that are at the college level, it, you know, just seem to have some different creative ideas. And I don't know, those are just two names that I had thrown out there with Hartline. I guess I'll have to look at see where Hartline went to then if he wasn't. Maybe he was yeah. just a wide receiver coach. Yeah, not I sure. thought he was offensive coordinator. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go out to Robert in New Brighton, Pennsylvania. What's up, Robert? How are you? Hey, how you doing? Bob? Good. Have with you. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm, you too. I'm kind of upset and I'm, as a fan-wise, and I think other fans will probably be that way too. I get the – these apps and these cable networks going like all over the place and they got to make money. I get that. But now I see that now that this year is now the new station with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pirates and with Comcast, I get to open up another package for to watch the Penguins and the Pirates this year. It's kind of frustrating because now I'm not only paying like I could walk and watch them on the internet, or if I don't watch the Penguins on the internet, I got to watch them on, uh, on TV, and now I want moved into the Comcast from Armstrong. It's like, these these I get they're trying to make money, but uh, for as a fan, by the time you get a ticket to go watch them at the sto- at the at the PPG or at the, P- you know, it's like I'm trying to. No, I know it's it's, it's very it's frustrating a situation there. I'll I tell mean, you who it hurts a lot, that- Robert is is older people who don't want to do this and may not have the funds to do it because it's going to cost more money. 
Right. Uh, and so, another thing is for like a handicapped person that you know might want to go to a game or a pirate game and they can't get out, they're shut in, they want to watch a game, or they're in a nursing home. Now they have to open up a package like that that they can't afford on a fixed uh, fixed uh, income like that. No, I know. I, I, I get it. And, and it's just it's one of those things that it just you're never going to go the other way. It's more and more gouging that goes on. Um, and, you know, in the search for trying to figure out rights fees that they have to pay, Comcast is going to pass it on to you. That's what they always do. And I don't know. I don't know what the solution is unless you look around for other potential options. I don't know how Hulu works and all these other different things, but uh, it, I don't you know. There's, to me, it's all gouging. Everything that's going on right now is gouging. I agree. The I agree, NFL yeah. is gouging people when they put everything on a streaming service, but the numbers were good for them. So they'll right. continue to say, you know, if you force people to watch, they'll eventually pay. It's They're mad. They're angered. They're going to tell you about it, but they will pay. And until people right. stop paying, that's when they'll stop, but they won't. So Right. All right, Rand. Well, thanks. A lot. thanks. Have a nice day. Appreciate you do the same. Appreciate it. All right, let's go out to Jim in California down on line five. Jim joins us here on the Fan Hotline. What's up, Jim? Hey, Bob. Just real quick, um, and I'll let you talk. A diehard Steeler fan. Been watching football for sixty years, representing the Steelers here in California. I just got to ask. Um, I don't think I don't think we're ever going to win a Super Bowl again until we get a defense, a coordinator like we used to have. For example, when we when we won in, in the years against Arizona, we have never ever ever had a defensive coordinator since that time. In my mind, that was really taking care of business. And we've let way too many teams on third and long come through and complete the ball and get a first down. We got to get off the field on third down, and we got to use the T.J. Watt and the Cam Haywards and the Mika Fitzpatrick's a lot better than we're currently using, in my opinion. I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, I mean they got to come up, and they've been a pretty good t- turnover team. Um, you know they've come up with with big plays and big moments, but it's it's when you look back at some of the games that and this is the disturbing trend for me. It's it's the ability of tight ends to get open in the middle of the field. And it doesn't matter who they play; it's always big guys. And we saw the you know the coming out party for Trey McBride of Arizona. He was one of them that you saw when they Arizona came here and won. And the very next week you saw the same thing. Uh, with Hunter Henry and New England. Big guys in the middle of the field. You see it now with Njoku with Cleveland. And they don't have an answer. I know it's a tough assignment, but they have to be – and that's typically what happens when, when plays are extended, when drives are extended. Those kinds of plays come up big. Third down is very important. It is most important. But it's only possible if your first and second round uh, downs are better too. So um, – as far as, you know, Mike Tomlin I is, to me, the de facto defensive coordinator. He's the guy, that's his background, and I think he has he can determine how they play and what they do in those situations. Thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. Uh, 412-928-937. we got to go to a break here. I know I'm uh, against the, um, the deadline here. But before I do that, i got to tell you about what's going on here with our show, and it's brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane, you know about number one Cochrane, ride in style, shop 24-7 at Expressway with 19 different dealerships throughout the area. Iron Rock Tap House, come see what everyone's talking about in Greensburg, a great place, food, drink, great conversation, watching TV, high end, they got fire pits, they got it all at Iron Rock Tap House. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. I'm Bob Pompiani. Joel Nelson is behind the glass. We'll be coming back with more of your calls at 412-928-9370 right here on 93.7 The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Check out their virtual wallet. Number one, Cochrane Shop 24-7 Expressway, Cochrane.com. Iron Rock Tap House comes to you what everyone's talking about. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. We got a lot of calls. Let's get right to them. Joel Nelson will begin with Greg in Youngstown. Hey, Greg, thanks for waiting. Hey, how's it? hey Bob, how's it going? Uh, can I say something? I'm trying to make a brief, sort of. Uh, I listen to national media, sports media, and just, for example, I listen to Jim Rome. So Rome this week said that Sirianni and McCarthy should be fired. Well, the day before this, and this is most of the national media, said the Steelers fans are insane because we want Tomlin gone. Now, this is a guy who hasn't won anything since 2016. He was in control of this team with Colbert and didn't get a quarterback. In 2019, when we lose our starting quarterback, instead of tanking the season like any normal organization, they go get a safety in Fitzpatrick instead of getting Justin Herbert and having a high draft pick. Now, how can anybody in the media say that Mike Tomlin with Colbert, and I blame him a lot too, shouldn't have been gone? For all these dumb moves they made. Well, I, I do think there's a difference there, and you're right. I mean, you hear it about McCarthy and Sirianni. I don't understand why so many people are so quick. I mean, he took a team to a Super Bowl. He's only in year three. It makes no sense to me. They will tell you, well, we, we've moved on from coaches and we've had success. Okay, they went from Andy Reid to Doug Peterson to Sirianni. I get it. But there's also a lot of people who have gone through this whole process and have not had that sort of success, like for example, I'll, and and I'll this is this you know Tomlin has been here. These these are teams without playoff wins since 2017, the, the best that I can determine by what I looked at. Tomlin's been here for all seven of those years. Okay, one head coach. How about the Jets? They've had three head coaches since the same time. They've not made the playoffs. How or I should say, a playoff win. That's what I'm talking about. Dolphins have had three head coaches, no playoff wins. Broncos have had four head coaches, no playoff wins. The Raiders have had 
three head coaches and two interims and no playoff wins. The Commanders have had two head coaches, one interim, no playoff wins, and the Bears have had three head coaches. The Panthers have had – all of these teams go through all these quarterbacks. When people say, well, you need to make changes, be careful what you wish for. So I get that point of it, but it is inconsistent, Greg. Your point's well taken. That some of these guys will look at a guy like McCarthy, who actually has a better overall record than Tomlin in the playoffs, and will say they need to move off. For, based on what? You know, if the expectations oh, yeah, are always and, and, to win, then I get it. I I just don't understand why that has to be so inconsistent. Top, Bob, let, let's be honest. Why does Tomlin want to stay? Okay, so he wants to stay, and he knows next year, when we if we don't start winning the way we should be, you know, he's going to be the one that's going to start screaming, fire Tomlin instead of Canada. Why wouldn't he want to move on and go to another team? I mean, what, does this guy really he, realize that the majority think, of Pittsburgh fans don't like him? Well, I, I don't know about that, Greg. Thanks for the call. What I do say is that he has – he is very motivated to try to get some of these guys, as he said, to confetti – uh, showers, and, and he's disappointed that Marquise Pouncey didn't get that chance. Well, a lot of it has to do with what happened with the coaching staff and with the play calling and with the performance in first quarters of these games. You come out flat-footed like that, you you can't dig out from those situations. Again, there's a lot to be said for being consistent all the way through to get your team every year as a competitor for a playoff spot. I think that's hard to do. Look at the teams that don't have that luxury. But once you get here, the expectations should rise and, you know, when you when you don't have a playoff win in seven years, it, it definitely is traceable to what's gone on with the coaching staff. I don't think there's any question. Let's go to Dave in Gibsonia. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm good. What's up, man? Hey, Bob, uh, getting back to the Penguins, and I, uh, you know, you've raised a lot of great questions, especially about underperformers like Carlson. Any idea? I have a hypothetical for you. Any idea how much he's getting paid right now? Well, his total salary is $11 million. I think the Penguins are obligated from nine of it. Okay. So, Getzel, right? Two situations. You're going to either you know get in the playoffs or you're not going to, in which you're going to have to make decisions anyway. You take away the best chemistry the team has with Sid by getting rid of him. In the meantime, you have a lot of salaries sitting there, you know, trade bait-wise. Carlson, Riley Smith, um, Raquel. Uh, even Gay Malkin, who I have not really been a supporter of for about the last six years or so, just because of this inconsistency. <clears throat> so there's, you know, there's opportunities here to keep a guy, and, and Sid's the man that is uh, really he's the the performer on the team. So you want to keep that chemistry because I think it's the only solid chemistry we have right now offensively. But how willing are are you to go up to what level of salary per year to keep him? See, I think they made a mistake in signing Raquel long term. I just didn't understand that. They gave him Agreed. what five million, five point five, whatever it is per year for multiple years. Uh, Rust, I can understand. They like Rust, what he's turning into. But Raquel, to me, was—I mean, he, yeah, he's capable of scoring twenty goals or whatever. But I'd rather right. save that money. And you know, the one thing that'll make it happen, as I said, is Jeff Carter's numbers will come off the books. So you're saved three plus million there. Sure. How much would you go for Gensel? Probably. You know, I think Sid would have some influence in this, quite honestly. But um, a lot of guys on the Penguins have, you know, the hometown discount. Maybe, you know, $9 million. Yeah, and they can do or, that. The salary but, cap's going up by 45 or 5 next year. You're going to save some money. Yeah I, yeah, I think they'll get it done. I do. I, and I think Gensel wants to stay with where he's comfortable. And I think Crosby loves playing with him. That has a big part of this. But if they don't, Dave, let's say they don't. It's March. It's coming up on trade deadline, March the 8th. And they're not in a position to make the playoffs, even though they will be, just because it's so jammed together. What would you do? 
Because if you if he if you know by talking to him that he wants more than you're willing to give him and he's a free agent, you're going to get nothing at the end of the year. Do you trade him? And how much would you get for him? I don't know. You get enough. What about what about Carlson? Are we impressed with him? No, and, I, and I, up, I, I'm always up to the bill. listen. He's going to put up numbers no matter what he does. But he's been, he's yeah. not been as good as I want him to be based on what yeah. they expected from him. But Dave, yeah. thanks. I appreciate the call. And there's a lot of good stuff here. As the Penguins take on Vegas tonight, they need two points. Vegas has been injured. They should take advantage of it. Top of the board we go. Daryl in Houston joins us right now. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, a couple things that I was going to talk through, but you made you made a uh, you put some some teams out there that haven't won in the last seven years or so. I mean, that's that's the group we're hanging out with now. Those are the teams that we we become. Correct. Just because we get there it doesn't mean that we're just – we're one and done. So it doesn't really matter. All it does is impact our draft position. That's all this does. And, and, and one other thing, Bob, is people say, well, Tomlin was very upfront and forthcoming at his press conference because I think he's hearing the noise that this non-losing season just ain't good enough anymore. They're looking at your playoff record. Kyle Brandt brought that up on the NFL Network and said, hey, look, it's good to have a non-losing season. But your playoff record is just not very good. Matter of fact, Absolutely. I mean, that, and, and that's, that's the expectation level that they raise themselves to. So if that's the case, then they've fallen short, well short. Well, we, yeah, and, and, and you're, you made another point that said we, we get behind in the first quarter by so many points that we claw our way back. We get a, a false sense of, you know, hey, we, we're in this game. But we're really, I mean, we're really not. These are good teams we're playing. They don't turn over leads like that. But one thing I wanted to talk to you real quickly is the Kenny and Mason situation. They're not going to move away from Kenny. I mean, you really haven't they? done Kenny any – Should they? No, you have, to, no, to me, you haven't done any you, – you haven't done him for a first-round pick. You haven't done him any justice. You had a coordinator that should not have been in the NFL. You, got, you only have one receiver for most of the season. Deontay was out. Fire move was out. You got an offensive line that can't block, can't block Ohio State. You got a center that he barely can snap the ball. You got it. You can't just dismiss Kenny as the the the, the only problem. No, and, and, and Daryl, I think that's what they're doing. I think Tomlin's assertion that he will be QB one next year tells you that that they're committed right. to him. So it's up, and you're right. It's incumbent upon them to give him a system that works better for his, uh, you know, his talents, and also support him with more options. Right. Well, you, I mean, because you invested a first-round pick in him. Now, you know, you, you bought a Ferrari, you put the regular gas in it. it I mean, I'm not saying Kenny won't he, – he, he'll, he'll become a QB1, a franchise, whatever they call it. But I'm saying give him an opportunity. And Mason, Mason played well. Can't dispute that. But let me just also tell you what Mason's mindset was. He's like, hey, man, I was getting ready to be in real estate last year. This is my last hurrah. I'm going out with guns blazing. And he did that. And you got to applaud him for that. But let's not get caught up with this, Mason, because we all clamored, you know, we all clamored for somebody else, Duck, when, when Mason was struggling. Everybody wanted Duck, the Duck calls. So everybody take a step back and look at it from this, this lens. This is a business. They have an investment in that quarterback. They have an investment in that position. Now you got to make sure you got to invest in the other things surrounding him to make him successful. Okay, well, or, let me ask you this, Daryl. San Francisco mm-hmm. had an investment in Trey Lance. They chose to look to a seventh-round pick, last one to do it. They chose him See, over here, Trey Lance. Well, you know what? Sometimes you get lucky, Bob, because if, you, if, if Purdy didn't get dropped in their lap, 
they would be getting ridiculed. I don't know. If, I, I, I don't know if I'd say dropped in his lap. The Steelers could have taken Purdy in the seventh round. They chose Chris Oladuke. Well, well, when you when you take somebody in the seventh round, Bob, that's basically dropping in your lap because you're not investing any any. Capital yeah, but, but, but what did they do though? They saw him in practice. They didn't give him games. He they only saw him in practice, and they saw enough to make them think. Um, that this was good. Listen, I get what you're saying, but you're you're telling me that Rudolph, under the same offensive basic scheme, maybe different play caller, obviously, did better in four games than Pickett has done basically for 25, and you're not going okay, to well, credit him with that. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Mason. What I'm saying is put it into perspective with regards to, yeah, Kenny was playing. Kenny started to play well in the new play calling. And I don't know, and we don't know schematically what they changed. It, it couldn't, I mean, it didn't have to specifically be the same playbook. Right. It's probably, a, you know, it, it, and they might schematically change some things. Clearly, the, the play calling sequence makes a difference. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts that we don't see. Right. But what I will say to this, I will say to this, Bob, and you can, you can help me out. Did you give Kenny the right tools to be successful? That's the question I ask. Well, I think the number one tool, and thanks for the call, Daryl, is offensive coordinator and scheme. And I don't think he had the right one. Joe in the car is next. Joe, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Bob, how are you? Real quick. Uh, two things, real quick. Denzel, I do think they'll resign. I think they can get him for $8 million. I don't think they're going to push him over Crosby's salary because that's – well, Crosby has another – you know, he has another contract coming up. <laughs> I know, but I, I – and I do think he'll take a – to keep Denzel, he'll take a he'll take a cut. I I, I could see that in him. That's his style. I think. I just think he's that kind of person. To keep a guy like Denzel with him, he will. My other thing is, is Bob. Let me ask you something about the whole Kenny Pickett thing. Because I heard something on when they were talking about Jordan Love and how he's become much better. But the talent they put around him is young. These guys are just you know first year guys. But they're all nobody's in his ear in the huddle. I need the ball. I need the ball. I want the ball. I need. It. They all just go out and play. And I feel like Kenny, if he would have had something like that, where he was free to throw to whoever who he wants, and not somebody saying, "Hey, I need to get my, I need to get mine." It has to be me. Instead of just going out and playing, I feel like wow. it would have been a little easier. Not, not, not to, not to throw the. Uh, I'm not so sure the specifics of that, Joe. But thanks. I'm up against the break, so I got to let you go. But. Yeah. No, I, I listen, they need a lot of things to, to, to get better on offense. There's no question you can't score what they've scored, but Mason Rudolph, when he was in there, was averaging 24 points a game. Pickett was down to 14.8 or whatever it was. So things have got to change there. As far as Gansel, if he takes $8 million, that'll be great. It's a $2 million raise. It should, but if he wants, it's up to him. He's in the same boat that Mason is. He's going to look around and see what's out there for him. 412-928-9370. Mike and Allison Park, hang on. Phil in Washington. We also have Bill in the car. We have Michael Uptown. You guys have been on the lines. So I appreciate that. I'll try to get to you as soon as we can. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Joel Nelson behind the glass. I'm Bob Pompiani until 1. Paul Alexander takes over from 1 to 4. He'll keep the conversation going. Let's go out to Mike in Allison Park. Hey, Mike. Hey, Bob. Bob, you're absolutely right. Offensive coordinator and scheme are the most important, one of some of the most important things of, uh, of an NFL team. And unfortunately, the Steelers will not have one under Tomlin. Um, it just, it's just insane to me. I, I don't even understand the quality of football that I'm watching. When you have Austin, who's a 4-3 guy, Warren's a 4-4 guy, they basically have the Miami Dolphins offense that they could run. Guys running at full speed to the line of scrimmage when the ball is snapped. Against the safety, it's an instant mismatch. 10, 15 yards, take your pick. What people don't understand is that Tom, Mike Tomlin is a huge part of the NFL. I don't want to go any further than that, but uh, it just doesn't make uh, much sense to me other than uh, other than that he's never going to leave. Uh, it, this is a huge decision with the NFL, and, and, and I think we've learned from what happened with Arians and LeBeau that no assistant coaches are, are going to come here. The last great coach we had was Mike Munchak, and I know for a fact because I know people on the, this team, this organization through the years, that Dan Rooney recruited Mike Munchak. Well, I think, I mean, when you look at it, and thanks for the call, Mike, they have, um, you know, they all they've done is promoted from within when it comes to OC the last two, and that hasn't been good enough. They better go out and get one of these guys, and I keep mentioning Click Kubiak because I like what he does and where he, his system that he comes from, but there are others out there. They, this is going to be a big hire, and this will determine, I think, what happens here with regard to not only Kenny Pickett, but the rest of their offense. That's how big this hire is, and it's the biggest one they have in the offseason. Bill in the car joins us right now. Hey, Bill, we're going to try to get through these calls rapid fire in the last few seconds, but you're up, Bill. What's up? How you doing? Always enjoy your show, Bob. Thank you, Bill. Back, back to the NFL. What Charles Barkley said, I love. He said the NFL are a bunch of greedy pigs. And I say <laughs> in 15 or 20 years, you'll be paying to watch the Super Bowl. I don't think so. I, I don't. You know, if that happens, I'd be disappointed. But they have shown greed is, and to quote Gordon Gecko, greed is good. Um, they put that streaming thing on the Peacock, and it got big ratings and and made a lot of money. If it continues to do that, they'll push it ahead. Do you know how much it costs to go to a Detroit Lions game today? If you were in that uh, or, or tomorrow, whenever it is. Uh, they're talking about $1,200 for just a regular seat, as low as $2,500. The, the, if you look at the face value of Super Bowl tickets this year, it's going to be you know into the four or $5,000. If you go through any kind of agency, you're going to spend $15,000 for one ticket. But you know what? People keep doing it. I looked at NFL viewership for wildcard games, Bill. I'm going to just rattle these off for you, right? Browns in Texas, 
Texans, 29 million. Dolphins, Chiefs had 23 million. That was the one on Peacock, but it got 23 million. It's still more than they thought. It's less than everybody else who was on regular commercial television. You can understand why, but 23 million people signed up on Peacock. Then you had Packers, Cowboys, 40 million. What's that? A lot of Swifties. Uh, that is, they're certainly playing that up, but there's no question. This is why I hope the Chiefs do not get to the Super Bowl. I don't want to see it. Thanks, Bill. Uh, let's go out to Michael in Uptown. What's up, Michael? How are you? Hey, Bob. I got a couple questions for you. Real quick, I know you're fast. Um, pretending to Tomlin, first off, he takes temper tantrums. Reminds me of Pickens in Deontay Johnson. He's terrible at time management, terrible at timeouts, terrible at replays. The thing gets penalties nonstop. Ben and T.J. Watt both saved his career for however long, but maybe the Rooney rules going to keep him in there no matter what. And I know you have your show on with him. How come you don't tell him he's a terrible coach? Or do you think he's not a terrible coach? <laughs> and I'm not worried about other teams. Well, we no, he's, six wins also in our division. First of all, Michael, when you do shows, you don't go in with it. You ask questions. It's all you're supposed to do. You can't do anything beyond that. that. I'm not going to go in and do that, and I don't think anyone at the press conference will do what they do. He, he, does, he answers the questions. That's what he's supposed to do, and you don't go in there with an agenda. And you shouldn't, to be honest. It's up for people to make whatever assessment they can, and you have. Um, I, I will say, again, with the expectations being what they are, he has failed in the postseason. There's no question about that. But they like the stability that comes with the position. That's not a secret. They've done that for years. And they still want this credibility of this coach to carry forward based on their competitive every year despite where they draft. Is that good enough? Again, not as good as it should be in the regular season versus the postseason. The postseason, the numbers have got to get ratcheted up. You can't have that. But they need to get a new. They need to get better coaches around. I think. And thanks for the call, Michael. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we got to try to squeeze in more. My biggest criticism has been lack of big name assistant coaches and the lack of the quote tree. You haven't seen anyone go for that tree into a next level job, and that's that's not good enough. You got to get, and that's why this time. To hear him say that it's going to be a triumvirate of people making this decision, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. All right, Phil in Washington. What's up, Phil? How are you doing? Hey, good afternoon, Bob. Just wanted to uh, speak of Mason Rudolph here just for a second. Um, start of his career was a bit shaky uh, due to a couple bizarre circumstances and a couple games there. Um, but then as of late, he's clearly the best quarterback on his team. Um lifting up all the players around him and using basically all the same players Kenny Pickett had. Um, and yet he does not get any respect from the coach. Um, just curious why that is. Well, you know, I would have, I, 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 I know why you're saying that because Tomlin hasn't been overly complimentary and he, he does that with specific people. Uh, I thought Mason Rudolph given his inactivity over the past two years was terrific. And I think that should have been brought up because he was, he stood in the pocket where he hasn't had many reps at all, that tells me a lot about his willingness to wait on plays and competitive nature of him. Um, but again, when you're a first-round pick, they're gonna they're gonna try to get every possible thing out of Kenny Pickett because he was. I think that's regardless of how we talk about this, that's the decision they've made, and we'll see where it takes them. Thanks for the call, Frank and Chippewa. Will be next before Paul Alexander takes over. What's up, Frank? How are you? Good, buddy. I'll be real quick. Um, I'm gonna give you five names that I think the Steelers should cut. Next year, uh, Presley Harvin. It's only a twenty. It's only a twenty thousand dollar cap hit. Trubisky is a four point six million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chooks Chooks a core four. His salary would be eleven million. His cap hit's only three. Yep. 
Allen Robinson's a no-brainer. He's eleven million. His is only going to be two million. But I'm thinking Cam Hayward. There's no way in hell I'm paying him twenty-two million. And he said on his podcast that he's not going to take a pay cut. So, how much do you think Cam would make on the open market? Seven or eight million. Well, certainly not what he's making now. But that's part of his history here in Pittsburgh. He got that contract when he was. And listen, I give him a lot of credit, Frank. He, he at his age has still been able to do some really good things when healthy, and that is a question that has to be considered. Even though I would bring him back because I still think he has good football left in him for at least one more year. As far as extensions beyond that, well, the price is what it is. I don't think you're going to see them go anything less than that. And you know, he they either decide to keep him or not. I don't think there's any negotiation because it's already in in play. Unless he's willing to go less, but I don't think that's going to be the case. And Frank, thanks for the call. Jim, I apologize in average. If you hang on, Paul will get to you. That's coming up. i got to wrap up some business here. I want to thank our sponsors, PNC Bank, Number One Cochran, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg, Ireland Contracting, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Fan Weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives on, tail bla- on Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. Check them all out at sunchevy.com. Today, mostly cloudy, brisk, cold, 17 to high. Tonight, low of 14. A warming trend will happen this week. For Joel Nelson, I'm Bob Pompey. Thanks for joining me. Paul Alexander's coming up next. He'll take you through the afternoon. And tonight, remember, it's Pitt and Duke taking on number seven Blue Devils down at Cameron Indoor. Our pregame coverage begins at 7.30. Have a great TV day. There's a lot going on. You got two NFL games. The Penguins play Vegas at 10. Enjoy it. And have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 